This trip report is brought to you by River Company Outfitters. We are offering a discount through February 28th. Please use the code PODCAST, all capital letters, to receive 10% off our online store. And now for this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to My Favorite River with River Company Outfitters. This is a very special trip report. We've got some lovely ladies who just got off the Grand Canyon. Crawford is going to go around and introduce all of them. Crawford, how's it going? Just loving life, you know. Um, so yeah, so we have some some fine women from the uh, the canyon. They just got done with their trip. And let's see, so we'll kick it off with SK. So we have Sarah Kelly McGinnis. You want to say hey? Hey. <laughs> and then we got Shane Spurlock. Hey guys, what's up? And then we got Chloe Cooksey. Hello. And then we got Emma Engelman. Hey there. So, uh, so we're just gonna kind of go over the <clears throat> who they are as people, kind of what they do, how they got into the whole spiel of whitewater, and then we'll kind of dive into the trip report. So first, we'll uh, we'll go with SK, and um, so SK, and we'll avoid the age thing. Um, so we have SK. I think I'm old, old or too young. <laughs> um, SK, where are you currently at right now? I am in Jackson, Mississippi, okay. the whitewater capital of the mm-hmm. South. And um, and I guess so. Uh, how long have you been in whitewater? Uh, first whitewater trip, I was probably like seven years old, so over fifteen years. Okay. And what was that? Was that what was your first trip in? Was it a raft, kayak, canoe, ducky? I was in a raft on the mighty Nantahala River. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And um, so then how long are you a guide currently? Uh, I'll taxi now. I was full-time for about six years, but I've been taxiing for a few years now. Okay. And uh, and how many years have you been guiding professionally? Uh, this summer will be nine years. Okay. And um, let's see here. And what years or what river were you guiding on most of the time? Uh, the Akari River in Southeast Tennessee. Okay. Now, um, so then we're going to go through a couple favorites. So what is your favorite river and what's your favorite rapid? So before the Grand Canyon, it was probably the Gauley River in West Virginia. Um, and my favorite rapid's probably Lost Paddle. It's a really long, pretty fun, punchy, wavy rapid. Um but now it's probably the canyon for sure, the Colorado River. And everybody talks about the big rapids, but I thoroughly enjoyed Hermit Rapid, big splashy waves. And it's kind of all a timing thing because there's big haystacks that just break at the top and you have no idea what's going to happen really. But I loved it. Great rapid. Now, um, do you have a favorite river movie? Uh I think I just like watching like maybe like kayak videos on YouTube pretty much. Uh, LVM videos, like Lunch Video Magazine, those are fun. Okay. Um, Yeah. Um, Now, as far as guiding wise, do you prefer a guide stick or a normal paddle? I just use what they give me. I do not care about these guide sticks at all. I know everybody has like a preference or whatever. But if I lose it, I don't care. If I break it, it doesn't matter. It's a company paddle. 
So just a custy paddle is good with me. Cool. And, um, and what would you prefer to guide in, Chacos or Sacos? Sacos. I don't know. I used to be hardcore Chacos, but now uh, I like to protect my toes. So I'm more of a Astrals kind of gal. That's fair enough. I definitely, I broke my toe on like diamond splitter or something just because I had Chacos on and it was like, okay, you know what? Like, this is a horrible idea. And then Astrals are great because then they're just super grippy and great carpels yeah. and stuff. Perfect. Yeah. So then I guess I should just change that to Chacos, our favorite footwear. Um, and then are you a fan of the East Coast or the West Coast? I have not had any exposure to the West Coast. This, the Grand Canyon is the most West I've ever been. Um, so yeah, East Coast right now, but applying for a lot of permits out West. Perfect. And how many times have you run the Canyon? This is my first time. It's the first? Okay, cool. Well, we're excited to hear about that. Now, uh, so then we're going to dive into Cheyenne. Um, you're coding right now. Yeah, yes. I'm very important woman, Crawford. <laughs> very important. Guys. <laughs> uh, so can you just give us, uh, so your name, where you're currently at, and uh, how long have you been in the whitewater world? Yeah, so my name is Cheyenne. Uh, I'm currently in Reliance, Tennessee, which is uh, right here next to the Ocoee River. Um, and I, the first time I was ever in a boat, I was probably like 15 or 16, but I didn't start guiding until 2014. Okay. Interesting. And, um, so like, what did you first start in? So was your first experience in guiding, like going to guide school and. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, 2014 NFC guide school, uh, classic girl meets a Koei story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, um, I didn't actually really branch out at all that year, but more recently I've gotten really uh, stoked on duckying the Ocoee and I actually just bought a sup board last year. So started on a raft, but now I'm just falling on my face all over the Ocoee. That's awesome. And the sup, is it a, one of the plastic ones that would hurt if you fall on her? Is it one of those inflatables or like a fiberglass? No, I, um, yeah, without like totally endorsing it, I guess I got an NR NRS, um, uh, paddleboard for whitewater so okay. uh the intention is kind of tear some stuff up but we'll see awesome now um and how many years did you say you were guiding um i started in 2014 so somewhere around six or seven six or seven was that all on the okoe with noc um yeah yeah primarily okay all right now um so as far as your favorite river what's your favorite river what's your favorite rapid oh uh can the favorite rapid be on a different river it can be two completely different things yeah solid then i would say my favorite river is the Tallulah gorge yeah, yeah it's just favorite. constant so much fun Doubt it um but my favorite rapid is hands down without a doubt flipper on the Ocoee. you just it's so much fun. It's just stupid, easy fun. It's fun to watch people have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, uh, do you have a favorite river movie? Uh, I do. I feel like there is definitely an elitist highbrow answer, but unfortunately, my favorite is Without a Pedal. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> no, no, absolutely. It was <laughs> okay. always beautiful. I shot a class 45 and I never thought, <laughs> man. That was, such, uh, a, such a good movie. It is a really good movie. Now, uh, for when you're guiding, are you a guide stick or just a custy paddle kind of gal? 
uh, fully customer paddle. <laughs> no question. Uh, when it comes to river footwear, what is your favorite river footwear? I'm, uh, I, don't, I feel like you have definitely chosen a camp, so is SK, but I'm Team Chaco all the way. Fair enough. Fair enough. I definitely enjoy the Chacos, but I definitely had my scare when I did it and I just, it freaked me out. I never wanted to jump out of the boat anymore. I was just like, eh, let's just. I, won- I wonder if it's like a what you start with kind of thing. Cause I had Astrals and my feet just were so dry and cracked. And then I got Chacos and I haven't gone back. Sounds like you and SK both went the other way. So. I always had the painted toenails and Chacos. So. Yeah. But it's a fashion that statement. That was my <laughs> Um. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. Hold on one second. Technology. You sound like you're on an old school typewriter right now. I can hear every <laughs> click you make. About it. Tom Hanks. Um, and then are you a fan of the East Coast, West Coast, as far as kind of like rivers and vibes? Oh, okay. So I fully thought this was just like an in general question. So it's like West Coast wrapping, East Coast humidity, like somewhere in between. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's a good, that's a good answer. I definitely <laughs> hate the humidity. That's why I moved out to Colorado. And now it's <laughs> um, No, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of rivers, I, there's a lot of really cool stuff out West, but uh, the Eastern rivers are all really short, punchy rivers, like good days, like good summer vibe style rivers, or the Western stuff is more like adventure travel. It feels like it's just a totally different vibe. Completely agree. Um, all right, now Chloe. So Chloe, um, can you give us your name, location, and how long have you been in Whitewater? When did you first start Whitewater? Cool. All right. Well, I'm Chloe. Um, I'm currently in Athens, Georgia, and I have been in the Whitewater world for about two and a half years now. It's not very long. Okay. And have you have you been a guide professionally that time? Yeah, so I've guided, I guided on the ACOE for the past two years. Okay, cool. And did you start with guide school? Yeah, um, I went on a rafting trip in the Chattooga on like a, just like a chance. And then um, I remember like I turned around to the guide and I was like, can I do this? And he was like, absolutely, just go to guide school. And then I just ended up at the ACOE. That's awesome. Well, good. Um, and then, so I would assume your first uh, whitewater experience was in a raft. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And then let's see. So, uh, as far as your favorite river and rapid, what would you say? Um. Well, I've never. I haven't really been on whitewater nearly as long as SK or Cheyenne, so I can't say I'm fully experienced in many rivers. But I gotta say, I really love the Teleco, the ledges section of it. It's just so much fun. Um. It's a good time. I like to take a ducky down it because I can't kayak worth anything. So, um, like- I like the Teleco. Teleco is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, as for like a favorite rapid, um, I really enjoyed Horn on the Grand Canyon. That was a lot of fun. I thought that was a really good time. Way to just throw it down, just like, oh, just a Grand Canyon rapid. Um, now, do you have a favorite river movie? Um, I'll say Blood Money, just because it was filmed oh, on the Okoe. Okay. <laughs> and it's just so, the PFD talking in is just so classic. <laughs> okay. Um, and now, whenever you're guiding, are you a guide stick or a customer paddle person? 
I am full custody paddle. I don't have $140 a drop at a guide stick. Enough, right? I was just always <laughs> waiting for one to float by and be like, oh, there's one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then now what's your favorite river footwear? Oh, I'm team Astral all the way. Astral. Okay. And is that what you started in? Mm-hmm. Well, I did like half and half of Chaco's in Astral and then the soles of my Chaco's came off. So I was kind of forced to go to Astral and I liked it better. My, my toes didn't get stubbed as much. True. And um, East Coast, West Coast, what's your preference? Uh, I do don't think I'm a good a judge bit? on that. I've only been down to Colorado in the Western part. So I feel like it's a little biased to me, um, but I'll East Coast. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, all right, and then Emma. Now, Emma, name, location, and how long have you been in the whitewater world? Yes, I'm Emma Engelman, and I'm currently located at, I'm working from home at my parents' house in Monterey, Kentucky. Um, but normally I am living in Western North Carolina near in Brevard. Um, but I've been in the whitewater world um, most of my life, I think. My, we grew up on the Kentucky River, so we were paddling a lot um, in flat water and canoes. And then my dad bought us all whitewater kayaks when I was probably 12 or 13. So um, been learning to whitewater kayak for since then. Um, so yeah, about 14 years. That's awesome. And so your first trip down a river was in a kayak or was it in like a raft? Probably a canoe. Oh, well, but I did, we did grow up going to the Nantahala a lot. So it pro it was likely in a raft on the Nantahala. Okay. Um, but yeah, Too bounced cool. around between boats a lot. <laughs> and, um, and you said um, when you were guiding, what companies did you guide for and um, what river did you guide on? Yeah, so I went to um, NSC Guide School in 2012, um, right after I graduated high school. And I guided on the Nantahala just that summer. So that was the only experience I had. I wish I did guide school right out of, right out of high school. I it was fun. I, I think that, I, I don't know. I think that I was lacking a lot of confidence at 18 though. So I think going now could have been an interesting experience too. Fair enough. There's always time. You know people at the Okoe. Get her. Sure. people. <laughs> Um, all right. Now, as far as your favorite river and rapid, what would you say? All right. Well, I got to give a little hometown plug to the Whitewater Creek that I started on. Elkhorn Creek is here in Kentucky. And I started working at an outfitter here when I was 14 and I worked there for like five seasons and it's just such an awesome Creek. Um, a lot of easy, um, places to learn Whitewater, but also a lot of really fun rapids. So. Awesome. Not a river, but a creek. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. That's what I learned on was just like Vickery Creek. Like whatever yeah. you can get it, whatever flow, just do it and enjoy. For sure. Um, and then rapid was it, did you say the rapid? Uh, well, there's a rapid on um, Elkhorn called S-Turn and it's just really fun, huge wave trains with a little bit of a technical S-Turn in the river. It's, it's really fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, do you have a favorite river movie? I don't, but I could say Deliverance because it hasn't been said yet. <laughs> okay, I was waiting for it to come at some point. It's not really a favorite, but you know. Amen. Um, so let's see. So as far as um, guiding wise, were you a guide stick person or a Custy paddle when you were on the nanny? Definitely a Custy paddle. Never. 
never needed a guide stick. So none of us waste money on guide sticks. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, call it fiscal responsibility, Crawford. Fiscal responsibility. I well, I remember Carl or somebody was just like hanging out at the takeout one day, and one just floated by and sat there <laughs> for like the rest of the day, and it's like mm, no one's gonna take it as mine. Uh, I feel like that's the only way you really need to get a guide stick. Um, and if they let go of their guide stick and it's floating down the river, they don't deserve a guide stick. Um, uh, what's your favorite footwear? What's your footwear of choice? I'm a Chacos girl. I've, uh, I have Astral's and I definitely use Astral's on the canyon, but um, in the summertime, warm weather, definitely Chacos. Awesome. Yeah. And then East Coast, West Coast, you have a preference, what's your vibe? Definitely East Coast. I uh, love humidity a lot. And, my girl <laughs> I mean, it's I, but it's like humidity just uh, for sure I, it's not for everybody but i love it and also i i just really like the um the like closeness of like the east coast you can just get to so many places so quickly and um i don't know there's just a lot of cool people here and i really like the east coast a lot that's awesome well, uh, well, it's good to know who all of you are. Um, we're really happy to have y'all here. And uh, so now we're going to kind of dive into the trip report, figure out what exactly happened in the ditch. Um, I do uh, I believe Cheyenne is going to be the ones kind of uh, lead us off. But if y'all have anything, please chime in. We want to hear everything that you have to say. Um, but uh, as far as the trip info, uh, how many miles was the trip? How many days did it take? How long did it take? And what was the flow of the river while you were there? Yeah, so <clears throat> we did the 226 mile. We put in at Lee's Ferry and uh, took out at Diamond. Uh, we were on the river for 18 days, so uh, a little shorter than some other winter trips, but uh, it felt awesome. And our flow, according to the rangers, which I, <laughs> I have not independently ver uh, verified this, but According to the Rangers, our flow is between 7,000 and 1,400 um, weekday to weekend. Oh. Huh? 14,000? You said Yeah. Oh did, I, oh, did I say 100? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, oh. there's, there's, a creek, right there. there's a creek right between the Grand Canyon and it's running <laughs> 1,400. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. no. I, I said like so it, the schedule was 10,000 CFS at night and then yeah. it would peak at 16,000. Did that okay. happen? I have no idea. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was only going off what the ranger said. So I never once checked the schedule. Um, but also I said 1400 because the ACOE, that's what it runs, yeah. you know? It's a high water day. Um, <laughs> let's see. So, um, so that's uh, awesome. And how big was your group? How many rafts did you have? How many guides were there? Uh, we had four, we had four boats of, with 12 people total. Uh, so each boat had three. Um, of that, we had four people who had or experience. So one per boat had or experience. And by the end of it, I, everybody was a professional, uh, including Emma here, who had never actually, who was like not even ready. And I just made her do all kinds of stuff. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> and how big um, are those um, that y'all are using to go down? Uh, they are SK. I need you to back me up uh, on that one. Are they 18, 18, 18 foot? Yeah. Yeah. 18. Okay. And uh, we had, because uh, normally I would think there are like probably like five boats for that uh, length of a trip. Uh, we ended up, one of our boats had two coolers in it. So 
it was three dudes with all their stuff piled up and around the food coolers and uh I mean they were a whole party boat so it was really cool it was a really cool looking boat that's awesome and was any did anybody were any kayaks or canoes or anything brought um or did anyone run the canyon in something else other than a raft um we had uh three canoe or three kayaks on our trip uh each run by dudes that are not on this chat right now uh bernie james and glenn uh and uh, I think all three of them were just as excited to be in the raft as in their kayaks, but they ran some cool stuff in the kayaks too. That's awesome. Yeah, I was super stoked because everybody's like, oh, kayakers, they're so cool. And they are cool, but they think they, I don't know. They were terrified <laughs> of rafts. Like Bernie and James are like, I feel so much safer in my little playboat running these rapids than I do in a raft. And I just like, are you kidding me? I am terrified in a kayak. Yeah, I feel like just with all the gear on a raft, like I just dink myself on something and be like, mm, mm, mm. I'd rather just yeah. be plugged into a kayak and be able to. terrified of straps. There's a <laughs> lot of straps in the raft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was definitely a point where uh, James uh, thought that he was fully going to have to jump out of the boat and leave me and Emma to fend for ourselves. So. <laughs> Um, let's see. And we're all, everyone that went with y'all on the trip, were they, um, guides from the Okoe? How all did y'all kind of get together to do this trip? So eight of us were Okoe guides, I believe. Yeah. Eight of us. And then I had Emma, her brother, Bernie, and then our friend James and Bernie's girlfriend, Ellie. Um, Ellie was the first, the only person on the trip I had not met before, but, um, I had known Ellie, not Ellie, <laughs> I had known Emma, Bernie, and James since I was probably like 15. Uh, we met at the Nantahala and had done some kayaking and NOC youth paddling team stuff together. So that was fun to reconnect with them. And this is the longest we've probably ever hung out in our entire like friendship. It's always been like 48 hours, 72 hours max. And then it's like, all right, see you in three months. See you at Golly Fest um but it was a great crew the group dynamics were awesome that's good um now as far as the trip prep um like how long does it take like what so I would assume that you rent the gear when you go over there um, but kind of what is the process lead us through kind of like what it is how how hard is it to get ready for a trip prep wise you want me to take this Cheyenne yeah, definitely talk about uh, your part in just planning because that's a whole yeah. mountain. So I lucked out and it was my first time in the lottery and I put in for a winter trip and I won it on my first try. So this was 2019, I believe. So I had this permit for like 22 months. So plenty of time to plan. Um, I went with Saba they're an outfitter in Flagstaff and they kind of helped me figure out my rig and uh, what gear I wanted to buy or not buy rent. And they also helped us the meal plan. Cause that's like one thing I didn't want to have to deal with. It's just mm. easy to have them handle that for me, but it was all good. Um, the hardest part probably is just getting either people to pay fees on time or getting people just to commit. Cause you're like, okay, person A is coming. That means I can't invite person C because these personalities will not match up. But 
if this person cancels you kind of like rearrange it and yeah it was it took probably till the middle of the summer 2020 to get a finalized list of people so it was pretty intense for a minute but now I feel pretty confident in trip planning and so like when you when you did it through the Flagstaff company they so you get all the stuff kind of set up through them these are all the boats I want I want them to be rigs get uh, you know x amount of straps i want to have all the kind of stuff and then do they meet you at the put-in or do you get there and you sling that on the top of like the crv and rip over there so we headed over to saba a day before rig day and rig day is the day you go to the put-in and you put all the gear on the boats they teach you uh how to set the stove up how to set the groover up just kind of get all the questions out of the way if you break things how to repair it um, so we dropped a bunch of stuff off at Saba because of the pandemic. They advised us to all caravan together in our personal vehicles down to the put-in. Uh, so we did that. Uh, Emma's crew, they rallied through the night, left, uh, when did y'all leave Kentucky? Um, the morning of the 26th and we got there at least very on the 27th in the afternoon. We didn't stop at all. Yeah. yeah. So they took up during a... <laughs> A few hours late, but y'all made it. And I yeah, was we were only an hour late. I was really impressed. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> but we were zombies. That's crazy. Yeah. So you load up all the stuff, put it on the boat. They give us little maps of like, here's the coolers. These coolers are for day one through 10, whatever, dairy cooler, meat cooler. So very organized. And then we have like a whole meal plan set out in that uh, told people how to cook, what you're going to pull out, how much to pull out, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then I made a chores list, which is like probably the, actually the hardest part of this whole freaking trip was making a chores list. Is that um, just like who cleans up dinner, who cooks, who does whatever? Do yeah, make- we have like someone to cook, someone to clean. And then I've dealt with the groover the whole time. Joy. It wasn't too, too, too bad. Stanky. From, um, oh, from like the non TL perspective, uh, the most like prep that really happens is in like packing and getting ready but once you're actually at the riverside Saba has us like unroll the boats and pump the boats up and all that stuff so the actual rigging like is all prepped by Saba and then kind of done by us and in terms of time that really only takes like four ish hours um but there's a whole extra hour of getting your own personal gear on the boat and that includes all of the booze which really takes up the most amount of time i feel like i saw some snapchats or something with just like copious <laughs> amounts of alcohol and it's just it's interesting because you're dedicating it's like how much can we take well slim it down a little bit because we need to fit alcohol <laughs> yeah uh, absolutely i love it i think that's great now as far as kind of like packing like the whole prep for prepping um what were kind of the average temps you were looking to expect and um was there any kind of you know clothing wise that you knew you needed or didn't need. We um so fortunately for us, I think we really had just perfect weather. Uh our very first day at the put-in, we had a little bit of snow. Uh it was just enough that while we were rigging up, the clouds kind of rolled in and left all the canyon walls just like white and beautiful. And then they rolled out and left us kind of warm <laughs> for the winter anyway. Uh so kind of our average highs were in like the mid 50s and our average lows were in like the low 30s 
maybe the high 20s on a night or two, but I really don't remember it getting that cold or feeling that cold, honestly. So a lot of it was packing for being in the shade all of the time or like being wet most yeah. of the time. And y'all rock like dry suits the whole time? Hell yeah, yes. Sure. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I figured. Yes. Wet suits won't cut it. Um, no. Dry suit or dye suit? Yeah. <laughs> Dry suit with a drop seat for females. Dry suit with a drop seat. I this is under my must-have gear, so we can hop. Uh, we can hop there if we need to. But yes. I would die by the drop seat. Ladies who are listening to this, uh, you should practice peeing in your dry suit before you go on these kind of adventures. There we it, go. It's not day. easy, and you need to perfect your technique. <laughs> yeah. different, different for everyone. My question it's, was going to be like, what's the one thing you need? to prepare that you didn't know you needed and thank you, thank you for answering that. Yeah, I, I think all of us would stand by that. Um, I think if you were doing like a weight routine, it would be really important to work your like arms and chest for rowing and then just like a leaning motion, whatever, whatever strength that requires from you, like low squats or anything, just that is the single most important Balance is thing key. you need on the boat. Balance is key. Do some yoga, some Pilates. Yes, balance is key. Or you fall in. <laughs> Emma? <laughs> a little swimming, a few laps uh, before you get out there. Um, yeah. so, um, so then the must-have gear. Um, well, I know we've got the, the dry suit with the emergency hatch. Um, what else would you guys say is, is some must-have gear, whether it was you learned it on past trips or you realize on the river, this is some must-have gear. Uh, um, for sure. You want your dry bags, like solid dry bags. Don't also, go to Walmart one. <laughs> new skin. Cheyenne brought Ooh. new skin, like the liquid bandage. And that was probably my favorite thing that anyone brought <laughs> because <laughs> all of our hands were cracked. And every morning we would all just like pass the new skin around and paint it all over our hands before we got on the river. And it was like life-saving. Interesting. Agreed, yeah. agreed. That was number one thing. I did not pack and I will pack. Yeah. I think in general, and this, I mean, I think that this is really important to everybody, definitely not just women, but it's important to bring like new skin and maybe some small fingernail clippers, maybe like some real tiny bandages, because your hands just get tore all the way up. And there's in the wintertime, there's just nothing to stop it. And the longer you're out there, the worse it feels. Uh, so there was a lot of booze to drown out the feeling of not feeling my thumb. Yeah, the tips of my fingers are still repairing from the trip, and it's mm -hmm. been a few weeks. Dang. And um, and then as far as kind of like cost-wise, how much would you say per person for however many people went on the trip? What would you say is kind of the average for to go raft the Grand Canyon? Mm. Like, is it winter or is it summer? yeah <laughs> right we need so much more gear in the winter yeah rentals about twelve hundred dollars now if you're buying your gear new gear that could cost you easily a few hundred to a couple thousand dollars and yeah. then getting out there you know that's a couple hundred bucks in gas and staying in a hotel in flagstaff so i'd, I'd guess say two thousand dollars was the average yeah yeah so i think there's there's also something to be said like about the cost of renting a dry suit, like being comfortable and buying a dry suit because 
a lot of the rental companies won't let you get a drop seat dry suit. Uh, and so fear like, of filling up their dry suit. Well, problem. They get, they give out uh, what they'll do is they convince you that you don't need one and then they send you a men's dry suit and a shiwi and I don't know a single woman who has not peed on herself it's it it kind of embarrassing this it's is an, like non um like a non-promotion for shiwis they don't work but don't let a, but, a rental company convince you you don't need a women's dry suit yeah, but that's the problem is that they, a lot of the times they don't allow women's dry suits or like dry suits with rentals or drop seats at all. So it becomes an issue of if you want to be able to pee in the wintertime off of your boat, uh, you have to buy a dry suit or borrow one from a friend if you're really lucky like me, but that's a uh, way too important. Okay. Awesome. And then any other, um, as far as like dry bag, um, I know I've seen... Uh, I always use Watershed. I always love them. They have the connection points and stuff. What kind of bags were y'all using? I mean, were they all just like watertight dry bags? Uh, NRS Bills bags. They came in clutch. They yeah. were awesome. Emma had a lot of them. Bernie, the Kentucky crew. Yeah, we had Bills bags and Watershed. There were so many Watershed bags on our trip. <laughs> we we got that NOC Pro Deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pro Deal. This was up um all right so that's that's super cool now um i guess you kind of want to take us through so you got on the river um take us through everything kind of like you know just give us some stories give us some let us experience it with you uh <laughs> yeah we definitely have a lot of stories <laughs> um <laughs> I honestly, I don't even know where to start with this because I have bullet pointed just a list of nonsense words that will be very triggering to my friends. Uh, so um, I want to hear one? about Chloe at the very beginning of the trip. Remember, was it Badger Creek Rapid? We hit a pour over. Oh. <laughs> You're like talking about where I just yeah, totally that rapid. <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me about that. That was the beginning of the trip, like day two. Um, all right, so it's day one. It's setting. It's day one. Everybody's extremely happy to be on the river. Everybody's like, all right, we got past the ranger talk. That took way too long. I was way too cold. Like, we're hitting the river, <laughs> fast underneath the Navajo bridges. We're like, all right, last scenery of civilization for a little while, and we're coming into it. And like, I start getting on the oar rigs. Love does the paddle rafting. And it's, uh, it's hard because like paddle rafting, you, you're using one paddle, one side of your body, while oar rigs, you're using both of your arms at the same time. So I was like, I couldn't get like both hemispheres of my brain to work at once. Um, so we're like, we went through a couple riffles. There's no big deal. We're coming up on Badger, which was a five. And me being absolutely cocky as anything was like, yeah, I'm gonna kill it. It'd be fine. <laughs> um, so like, like no big deal. Like not even, not, not even worth it. And um, so we're like coming up to it. We're coming up to it. And I hadn't quite grasped the concept of like Grand Canyon Rapids. Like a lot of it is just how you like approach the rapid, not necessarily as like getting into it and making moves, but like where you place yourself starting off. Cause that is like the most, like that's just foundations. Um, so anyways, we drifted a lot of far further right than I needed to be. And um, I was like, we're good, we're good, we're good. And Michael was behind me and then SK was in the front. 
<laughs> and Michael is like, I can see, I can feel he's starting to like freak out a little bit. And he's like, you need to push left. Like you need to push left. And I'm like, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. And then we just get closer and closer and closer to the biggest pour over I've ever seen in my life. Like, like 5,000 times bigger than whatever's on the Echoing. It was and like two babies. Uh, like just <laughs> straight oh. And I can hear Michael Bobby screaming like, Clay! And like we drop it sideways, we stick for we stick on that borderline for about like half a second. I remember thinking to myself, like, dude, Michael's gonna kill me if we like go back in and start serving this all. So like we float out of it. And by now, like I just lost the oar. Like the oar is like in the water. Michael's like screaming at me, like, how do I get it together? And like kicks me out of the oar seat and like takes over. It was mayhem. It was mayhem. Oh, it was great. It was the best introduction to messing up and possible consequences. <laughs> it was a great time. Were there uh, any unnecessary swims throughout the trip? Stuff that was just absolute like swim beer. Uh, well, kind oh. of. Emma, take it away. Oh, um, which one? <laughs> uh, on the beach. When oh yeah. Yeah. Well, because I had a men's dry suit, I had to completely undress every time I wanted to use the bathroom, which was really inconvenient. And it was like day two or something, and we were stopped on a beach, and I was like, perfect, I can go around the corner, nobody will see me, I'll just like go pee, and um, you have to pee in the water, so I was in the water, like ankle deep, my ankles kept sinking lower and lower into the sand, and I just completely fell over with all my dry suit open, and all of my dry layers just got uh, completely soaked. Day two it was great, I was really trying not to cry, but um, Ellie and Cheyenne pulled all their extra dry clothes out and helped me out. And it was a fine day. I was, I was warm the whole time, but that was um, pretty unnecessary, I would say. Fair <laughs> <laughs> oh. enough. It's so uh, good. Yeah, any other, uh, any other odd, horrible accident swims? Or uh, was it a relatively- Diana almost lost her dignity to sunglasses. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I did. Bracken came, fell in when he was trying to transfer boats or something. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. He had a, a cigarette and a beer in his hands and he saved both. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, make sure you yeah, call out everybody who swam so the world knows and they right. can they have yeah. to know. The I would if this is like I this is something that I feel like I need to thank him for that I just don't have the energy to say directly, but uh there was definitely a day towards the end where I was just kind of sick of wearing my dry suit all the way. So I had it kind of tied around my waist and I was just chilling and I moved my head and my sunglasses fell off and they went in the water and kind of instinctively, I just reached in the water to get it. Uh, and by the grace of God, James reached up and grabbed my ankle and kept me from falling all the way in totally upside down with my dry suit on. So thanks, James. <laughs> no um did y'all run into any kind of weird accidents or hazards on the river stuff that y'all had to kind of figure out um i'm sure we have some of our own stuff but we actually did get to see a helicopter rescue um near granite i think it's above granite we were like pulling out of granite camp 
Well, we and don't know for sure if it was a rescue. Yeah, like, I guess it's I guess it's the assumption, you know. It was like a rescue or a training something. They had a line dropped, but there was nobody on the line or a basket. But continue, Cheyenne, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, no, that's I mean, that's basically the story is they came in right as we were coming out of the eddy and uh hovered around the mountain. They kind of went behind the mountain for a couple minutes and then they came out with nobody on the line. But uh yeah, it was just kind of kind of intimidating to see a helicopter when you haven't seen anything like that in a couple days. Especially because we ran into groups of people that were actually friends of ours and were like, oh, I hope they're okay. Because when you see a helicopter, you're like, this very well could be going to one of the other groups. Yeah, for sure. It's a little ominous, but kind of cool at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so how was, you know, I guess walk us through lava falls that's uh kind of always been my favorite to watch people doing like little pumas and things and just just disappear for a minute or so it's like did y'all how was it did y'all everyone make it through okay yeah (laughs) everybody clean lines good times but uh uh yeah it was insane big big rapid you think you know your line and then when you get into it you're like I can't see ledge hole I can't see anything and then at the very bottom of the rapid there's big kahuna wave and on the right side of that wave is a rock called cheese grater and you're just thinking about that the whole time I do not want to be on this rock um but I was with Chloe and Mike G they were cool with letting me run it uh I hadn't run a lot of big stuff at this point on the river. So I was a little nervous, but I was like, this is the first time on the river. I'm going to do this. I'm going to punch that hole. Uh, Mike G kind of talked me through it as we went through it. Uh, followed the eddy line, kind of entering river right. You kind of just follow an eddy line, a little boil line. Uh, you come a lot closer to ledge hold than you really want to, but that's part of it. And then you're kind of just teeing up to everything at that point um coming up to the crest of big kahuna we were a little teetered off to the right but we ended up teeing up to it it was all good uh straightened it out and then immediately after the rapid i said hey mike g can you grab these oars and went to the back of the boat and puked like (laughs) so excited but so nervous at the same time just like my heart rate had never been so high in my life (laughs) But yeah, good times. It was a exciting, nervous, oh my God, kind of puke moment, but That's Tequila awesome. Beach cured it after that. Yeah. Did y'all have any, uh, any flips at all throughout the, I know those rafts are rather large, so. We, we didn't Glenn, have any. Oh, you're good. I was gonna say Glenn smoked ledge hole, but that was about it. Yeah, we didn't have any uh, flips, but I think everybody got a, chunk of ledge hole maybe more than they wanted on our trip we did happen to be running lava at the same time as like three other groups and um one of the groups that came through was a group of western river expedition guides so uh they just had all kinds of crafts and you know they're all they've all been on the canyon a couple times and one of them had a shredder and he actually flipped right after the ledge hole was able to get back on his shredder and get back in the current like right at or below the kahuna waves it was insane to watch it was so cool (laughs) 
Well, uh, what about, so I guess I'm not, obviously, I was lucky enough to be asked by SK at one point to see if I could go to the, go to the river, but I was always playing big boy job things. So I wasn't able to go. What are some, yeah. in the future, very soon, hopefully I will be able, and I'm like right down the street. If only uh, I was. Apply for permits. It's permit season, right? Meow. Permit season. Four more, day, four more days, right? Yeah. Four more days. So get those permits. Well, yeah. Uh, what are some other like rapid, some bigger rapid, some, um, some more notable things people should kind of prepare for if they are going to go on a Grand Canyon trip? Um, I think in terms of rapids, I really personally feel like the biggest thing is just not being afraid to put yourself out there. Um, I don't want to speak for anyone else on this group chat, Emma, but Emma was really nervous coming into it. And uh, me and James put the peer pressure on her hard to, to do some big rapids. And she ended up doing like acing a uh, class seven, uh, super, super impressive. And it was just all her own confidence. You know what I mean? Like it is way more about being willing to do it than actually knowing what you're doing. I think sometimes. So yeah, the ore rig is definitely a little intimidating um, if you've never done it before. And, and like Chloe was saying, it was te definitely testing both hemisphere hemispheres of my brain. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it definitely was helpful to have peer pressure and and a hype crew. <laughs> I would I would hype crew highly Emma, I would do it for you anytime. I love it. I love it. No, yeah. that's the biggest thing with trip dynamics. You gotta have people that are gonna hype each other up. And I think you just can't be afraid to like of the possibilities. Like I may be swimming, but I know what to do if something happens and I trust the people I'm with to help me get out of this situation. Yeah. yeah for sure and being able to like trusting your friends well enough to like believe them you know like uh just speaking of uh James the other guy in our boat he almost backed out at lava when he watched that shredder flip and it took like me and Emma probably five minutes to talk him into just the idea that if you don't do it I mean you're gonna kick your own butt you know like this is your once in a lifetime opportunity to run this rapid and if he didn't trust us, he could have just given up right there. But he believed us enough to actually do the dang thing. So you did it great. Yeah. Yeah. As the guidebook says, no matter how you run it, either way, it's over in 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, I did have a question about that. How often did you guys uh, scout some of the rapids? Like, and, and was <laughs> there anybody, was there anybody on the trip who ever done the Grand Canyon before? Uh, yeah, so there are three of us that had done it before. Uh, I had been on the canyon once before. Wyatt had been on the canyon twice before. And Michael had been on the canyon three times before. So, uh, um, and I don't, I, I don't know. I don't feel like that made us uh, better in a lot of ways. But I do feel like coming up to scouting the rapids, there was some level of just kind of us champing at the bit like all right let's just run this one it's easy you'll love it for sure yeah no I we didn't I feel like we scouted maybe like a handful of times maybe like six times corn mm -hmm. yeah. house. house house lava granite crystal uh, yeah well, we were camping above granite does that count as a scout we were we would probably scout it anyway yeah, right. we walked up there. It counts as a scout. Yeah, we camped up up That was an exciting morning to wake up and run a rapid literally 60 seconds after putting on their water. 
<laughs> but around five scouts. Okay. Yeah. Was the scouting like a pain or was it like I think it's more we read the guidebook and we we're like, oh, pour over in the middle. We'll be fine. Just don't go in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> kinda, we yeah, we were not naive, but we got confident as we got down the river and people were improving. We had a good crew. Yeah, we had a lot of river guides. So there was a lot of faith in like water reading and uh, maybe a little overconfidence in our own strength in some spots. But also, we're just the internet generation, Leroy Jenkinsing our way down the Grand Canyon. Like, we had a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> now, did y'all have a, uh, each of you, do y'all have a favorite rapid? I'll start with you, SK. Did you have a favorite rapid while you were out there? Uh, I just touched on it earlier. Hermit, I really, really enjoyed, especially because uh, Bracken was rowing and I just grabbed the strap up front and stood up and just kind of like cowgirl styled through it. <laughs> but these waves are like 15 feet tall. I felt like, mm. like you think you're going over a drop and that's just how deep the wave trough is and just splashy and fun. I loved it. And we got out, Bracken was like, you know, we almost flipped. And I was like, nah, but that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so hermit for me, um, and also on that day, you get to do a bunch of big rapids on that day. So just that day in general was a good day. Interesting. And is that how it's kind of like set up? Is that like you like, okay, day one, we're going to run through there. I've got my campsite. Does it ever change or do you always like you just kind of stick to it? Like I want to get the heck off the river. Let's get the bug out. You kind of have some ideas on miles, but for sure on campsites, you're like, here's plan A, B, C, D, and E because we'll run into people and we're talking to them and we're like hey where are you camping we're camping here and sometimes it's the same place or you don't have that chance to communicate and you just roll up on your camp and it's already full of people so uh, yeah it feels it feels super fluid like the campsite stuff because a lot of you know obviously there can be people there but sometimes you just miss them uh and sometimes like there was a, a couple times where sk had a layover planned uh where we would have to push real hard to get to that spot <clears throat> but then it was that the goal was to party you know so we'd push really hard do a lot of miles in one day and then uh sk would lead us in bacchus's prayer and we would drink <laughs> exactly did, did you guys have any days where you, you you know you hiked or something like that more than you raft Oh, wow. That was like, yeah. all, all we should um, talk about hazards and hikes with yes. them. Yeah. What about Thunder River? Thunder River. Uh, a new uh, yeah, section of the podcast. Um, what not to do. Um, so, yeah, we had a layover day planned at racetrack camp um, to do the Thunder River hike. And um, it was a beautiful day. We were all excited. It was sunny. We were on shorts and the, pretty much the whole crew except for two people took off to go on this hike and um I think like a handful of people kind of like had done the hike before knew of the hike and then the rest of us were all just kind of along for the ride and it like starts off pretty intense right off the bat you're like scrambling across like some boulder trails and then you cross a creek and then um you hike vertically up another like boulder field and then you're along the canyon wall and it was a beautiful hike like we were having a really great time and then um further into the hike 
some people were ahead of me and then some people were behind me and I stopped to wait for the people behind me so that we could that, all. That was my together. bad. My B. <laughs> no, it wasn't really anybody's fault. It was just. Wyatt and I were like, this is beautiful. We've seen all we want to see. Sayonara. <laughs> we're so good. I was waiting for them and for like probably 10 minutes, nobody was around. So I was like, hmm, weird. I'm just going to keep going because I guess they turned around. So I was trying to catch up to the people who were ahead of me and um, didn't see them for like 30 minutes. And then I passed somebody from another group and she was like, oh, they're looking for you. And I was like, oh, cool. They must be not that far away. So I kept going and going and going. And it got to be like an hour that I was by myself in the, in the canyon. And I was like, this is a little weird. Um, and then it got to be like two hours and I was by myself. I was like, okay. Um, Hmm, I'm a little freaked out right now. And I started following Chloe had on shoes that had like a Sasquatch print on the bottom of her shoe. And I kept seeing her footprints in the sand. And so I was following Chloe's footprints in the sand for like 30 minutes. And um, it was like, just really, really unsettling. Like being by myself in that remote of a place I had in my backpack, I had water, a beer, a weed cookie and um, camera. The stacks. Your, yeah, stacks your Polaroid camera, camera Sarah, Sarah Kelly's Polaroid camera. So that was like all I had with me. I had no phone or like no watch. I didn't know what time it was. And like, I kept just thinking like, I really just don't want to hike back in the dark by myself. So I need to just like watch the sun. So I kept looking at the sun in relation to the Canyon wall, like, okay. Um, and then I started like yelling and I was yelling like, can anybody hear me at the top of my lungs? Nothing. It was silent. And then it was like, hello. I felt like it was in a movie. It was insane. And then, you know, like anxiety takes over. I'm like, am I in like a simulation? Like Elon Musk doing something? Like what's going on? So <laughs> I like get to the point where I'm like kind of like panic, anxiety, crying a little bit. Like I've been by myself for about two and a half or three hours at this point. And it was like, or it felt like that. I have actually no concept of what, how long I was alone, but, um, I, I finally like made the decision to turn around because I really didn't want to hike back in the dark by myself. And, and like I passed a backpackers camp. And so I, I was starting to get unsure if I had gotten off on the wrong trail or whatever. So I turned around and adrenaline completely took over and I ran and I ran and I ran and I ran and I just like ran for most of the way back. And it was a very intense hike. Very grand, Emma. It was really intense, but it was just full adrenaline at this point. Um, and I was talking to myself and then at one point I was like, okay, maybe I should stop and take a picture of myself on Sarah Kelly's Polaroid because maybe this is the last time somebody's going to see me and uh, like, they'll at least know that I was in a beautiful place or something, you know? And I didn't do that. And I'm really bummed about it. Cause I would have been a I great do. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So the sun ended up dipping below the Canyon, but I was like, all right, I still got daylight. So. I made it all the way back to camp by myself and, and, uh, Sarah Kelly was like, Oh, you made it back. And I just sat on the ground and started crying. <laughs> I was so panicked because I had just spent a very long time alone in the very remote place. And it was, but you're a woman now. <laughs> yeah. I became a woman that day for sure. <laughs> on the, on the flip side of that, uh, Emma has described in perfect detail where she turned around and she could not have been less than 50 yards away from where Chloe and I sat like out of breath, almost dead. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Emma, you were so close to being with us. I was describing it and they were all like, you were so close. We were right around the corner. Yeah. But but it really is insane. Like, honestly, um, you know, in, in terms of just general advice giving, she was screaming and there was maybe only one time where the person I was hiking with was like, did you hear something? And I was like, I don't think so. Bracken like twice like turned around and was like, do you hear something? And I was like, you're crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> the, the, like sound does not carry in the canyon at all. It just bounces off the walls and nobody can hear you. Yeah, yeah. we're all, I feel like very weathered outdoor enthusiasts and we did not do well that day yeah, <laughs> with no. communication or having game plan. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much beer, water, snacks, and we don't need a first aid kit. <laughs> yeah, or- that, well, and I also don't know, like, I think the hike was a little bit bigger and longer than anybody really expected. So, um, yeah. yeah. Class- but- I told you not to follow Mike G's hikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told y'all this from the beginning. Like- we, um- it was a waterfall. You have to go see the waterfall. Well, what would have been a really cool piece of equipment that, uh, or like piece of gear that none of us thought about um, it's like fully a hindsight purchase because there's a book called side hikes in the grand canyon that would have detailed every single bit of what we needed to do uh but instead we all ended up in like a have you ever, if you've ever run like a 5k where they release everybody in heats yeah. we just ended up hiking in heats like there was a group that got way up first and then a group that came after them and then like a pair that came after that and then Emma almost made it and then Wyatt and SK quit like one mile into the 5k uh we were not one mile <laughs> all right we had seen enough beauty for that day and my phone <laughs> says we hiked a hundred flights of stairs right. uh, my favorite part was getting back to the camp and and finally seeing people again and I cried and I was like I need a beer and Sarah Kelly was like well, funny you mentioned that. And she and Wyatt had found a cave of beer. The oh. beer cave. Yeah. yeah. And so I had a beer from the beer cave and it was magic. And it fixed everything. That, that's not exactly what I was expecting the answer was going to be when I asked if you went on like a cool hike around <laughs> the Grand Canyon. But uh, <laughs> a good story. Uh, a really good story. I think we went on a lot of cool hikes that one just had like the highest stakes it felt like I mean there was one point where the person I was hiking with was like what would happen if I fell right now and I was like honestly I'd hike over your body to take your water like we were just it was just a no holds barred day of hiking um it really kind of showed everybody everybody else's stuff I think a little bit like it was a great day and like an exciting one after it was over yeah great day yeah did you guys? Yeah, ever, it was a great day in hindsight. Did you guys talking about like, you know, outdoors people and we kind of maybe didn't do very well that day? Did y'all ever talk about like the safety? I know you guys are all guides and like before you ran lava, no, a lot of head shaking, no, just. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think we were close enough as friends to kind of all understand because half of us have our wilderness first responder. Uh, Cheyenne is going to be a nurse coming up soon. Uh, don't tell people sk bernie uh emma's uh brother he's actually helped with a lot of backcountry uh 
what's it called when you evacuating like just evacuating people out of the back country so I think when we scouted we talked about consequences and like of course we had the pin kit in the back and we'd have some people kind of sweep or whatever um so I'm not saying we disregarded safety I think we understood each other and could trust each other and knew what we were going to do if things happened because there was one point I said, if we end up swimming here, we need to get this out. We need to get somebody to get hot water, to get coffee or hot chocolate into people. But yeah, blanket understanding. I feel like this is a good group because we were all, we all knew each other for the most part. And we were yeah, all we're very river aware. Yeah. Like our boats were all really close together and yeah, we were far apart. So we were good. We're good in the water on land. We should work on things. <laughs> <laughs> lesson learned <laughs> it's just it's in the Koei mentality just send it <laughs> yeah just send it <laughs> now uh so looking back on it I mean do y'all have any kind of reflections or lessons learned that you took from the trip uh I gotta quit my day job and Same. do some other things and get out west and I want to or rig a lot more yeah Same. Same. Well, I always need someone to to push me around while I'm trying to fish. So, come on up. Perfect. Well, Crawford, I think my dream job would just be like chauffeuring you around rivers and lakes. Like, <laughs> I'm all about it. Just uh, and you, as long as you have a good little spiel, like a Mike G spiel, where it's just <laughs> yeah, it's oh, the formative so nothingness you could possibly imagine. Like, how do you yeah. feel about accents? Accents were a big thing on the show. <laughs> Yeah. Did we get any Australian? Yeah, who has the best oh, accent? Oh, like, what's the best accent? Wyatt, Wyatt hands down. For sure. Yeah, Wyatt, hands down. But one day, uh, after many celebratory beverages, everybody arrived at camp with a thick New Jersey Italian accent, and it continued on for about two hours. Like the cabs are here. Like, hey, the cabs are here. Yeah, a little like it's that. A like. Someone would pass your tent and you're like, hey, what are you doing in my neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, this, these are my waters. There's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but even even then, even with the New Jersey accent, I think uh, Wyatt was still number one, just in pure yeah. artistic ability, you know? Yeah. Followed by Guido Michael, I will give him. <laughs> sauce boy <laughs> sauce boy boy lost in the sauce did uh monk g ever do any drunk history at all while y'all were out there or is that only uh, occasions um he doesn't do a lot of drunk history anymore that i've heard chloe do you have any uh i li I, I listen to way too much <laughs> It was like, really there's a point where you'd be talking over. and my eyes would like glaze over and like you wouldn't notice. Like, I'd be thinking to myself like, dang, like I wish I had a grilled cheese right now. <laughs> See, I knew the trigger words. I was in a boat with Chloe and Mike G and I was like, oh, look at the complimentary colors of the sky and the canyon and the grass. And then he's like, you know. You know. Well, you know. <laughs> That's actually my fourth phase is learning about complementary colors. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Mike G. That's what I heard. He told me he didn't. This isn't a Mike G talk, but he said that he didn't do any painting on this trip. Uh, he dabbled. A little bit. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Really. Most of the trips, he always, I feel like he is painting a lot. He comes out with like a lot of stuff, but this time he actually appreciated it. 
yeah, I think when you try to do side things, like I realized I wanted to take a lot of pictures and that kind of takes away from the experience sometimes. So awesome. he's lucky, has a lot of trips, so he doesn't need to paint every time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that's too cool. Um, Dylan, any other kind of questions? Yeah, I have uh, my first very important question is how much beer did you bring? I've seen pictures of stuff from other people. I haven't seen y'all's pictures, but like, can I get like a, how many 30 packs were there PBR? No, no. It's different for the beer. Person. You the have beer. to know yourself. White wine. White, White wine. Yeah. <laughs> is all White you need. Wine, Bailey's for every day. It has or to go in your coffee. I love um, I'll drink it out of a shoe. Oh my God, Crawford. <laughs> that joke was made a lot (laughs) great i'm happy it was um what was home what uh did y'all pick up all the alcohol in arizona in flagstaff uh emma well yeah i we um i work at a brewery so we brought several cases from the brewery that i work at and then um a lot of liquor because we're from kentucky and so we have to bring excessive amounts of bourbon why not um but then because we were running really late and last minute Sarah Kelly actually um picked up the rest of our beer in Flagstaff for our crew like we it was kind of like an individual alcohol thing um everybody brought their own did anybody uh, run, did anybody run out uh, uh yeah like a couple I'm, people so, like, so uh we had one guy who ran out and I really think this is like a story that could go in some kind of Grand Canyon scripture because he ran out and then a day or two later, he found a, a full beer can in the eddy of our camp. And it was from the Colorado brewery eddy line. So it was literally an eddy line, eddy line beer. That's pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. And the beer cave he got, we gave him a six rack from the beer cave. From the beer cave. And we brought the Kentucky crew brought way too much, so we had tons to share. We shared. Oh, so a lot. You, were, you guys were like the cool kids in high school that were like, "Hey, yeah. actually, we have the stuff." Yeah, they uh, they provided eighty edibles. So. Yeah, my mom yeah. was the real MVP of this trip for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she baked us a lot of cookies for the trip. <laughs> She's got the cool mom. She's got the cool mom. <laughs> Yeah, the, look, we didn't know most of the Koei crew, actually, my uh, my Kentucky crew. And so uh, it was like day two or three. And my brother comes out of out to the campfire. And he's like, so guys, um, my mom packed us some weed cookies. And he has this like giant container of 80 weed cookies. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> and then we were like, in like a morning it. ritual. It's like cookie, cookie, yeah. cookie, put it in your lunch. Today. Yeah. Is that is that why you got lost on that hike? No, I actually didn't eat the cookie, so I was pretty thankful for that because, I don't know, that would have maybe made things worse. I did eat the cookie uh, <laughs> probably while I turned around early. <laughs> um, it was, I laughed the entire way. Yeah, that was the best part, like the day three when we all ate the cookies together for the first time, everyone was just cackling around the fire all night. It was the best. It was a very happy trip. Very giggly. Great group. Great group. But um, another one of my like favorite weed related stories, I don't, I didn't know if this was taboo or not, but um, uh, the house rapids like pretty soon into the trip and we stopped to scout it and um, Bracken 
had his weed for supply for the entire trip in a little dry box and had had it out and he actually ended up leaving it on the shore and we all went down and so he had the weed for the, his entire trip in the box gone. on the shore gone forever so somebody found it we were so sad for him and then um glenn was miles like, later yeah we had oh it was our it was white wine day when chloe pulled out her extra large bag of white wine and we ran all of the epic rapids of the day like it was all the mineral rapids i think that day it was such They're a fun so day and um we were all super wine drunk and rolled up to camp and then this other group came by and we ended up knowing a bunch of them they shared camp with us and then they were like did you guys happen to leave anything on shore back there and they returned his weed and it was just like the most magical day ever and the whole time glenn says it'll come back to you yeah back to you (laughs) come back to you the river taketh and the river giveth so And the raven, the ravens taketh also. Yes, they love gummy bears. The ravens ate probably a pound of gummy bears and uh, peanut M and M's. Peanut M and M's. R.I.P. Peanut M and M's. You were a real one. I have one more question, and you, uh, SK, you kind of talked about it, but taking pictures was there like GoPros? Did people just have their? Did you bring like an iPhones and like? cases or did you guys get to actually take some of those or was it more of just you know oh have this is where I want to take a picture like in the cave and stuff like that I had a lot of things like uh I had a GoPro I didn't really use it that much it was kind of a pain in the ass so oops excuse me (laughs) uh we just we just talked about how much uh weed cookies you guys brought so well it was just a pain and then i had a nice like dslr camera that i would basically just take out at camp i didn't really want to take it out on the river uh but predominantly everything was on my iphone and then cheyenne and i both had uh polaroids yeah bernie and james also had like nice cameras that they would pull out pretty frequently um and then we just we started a google drive after the trip and everybody shared their pictures so yeah, yeah, I think the the Polaroid camera for me was uh, very much. I didn't have any other uh, cameras, or I had on my last trip my iPhone just to take pictures, and it it did a great job. But uh, the battery ran out, so last year I only had the first half of the trip worth of pictures, and so this year I kept making the joke like, "Oh, I'll just wait to take my phone out to the second half." Um, but I got into this pretty good groove of taking my Polaroid camera out every day and like snapping a picture or two and, and putting that like in my journal or like, you know, just kind of in a place that was easy to go through. And, uh, I never actually did get my phone out. It was just so nice to take pictures, like maybe sometimes like be in the moment or like, you know, the pictures to be tangible and real and like, uh, some very stupid, but it was it was really awesome. Uh, it's a camera I recommend on the Canyon Polaroid. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> I think the less pictures you take, the more you really soak it all in. Yeah, I didn't take like any. I probably have five, but our trip is really well documented because of Sarah Kelly and James and Bernie. So I do appreciate that it's well documented, but I also appreciate that I didn't have to pull my phone out at all. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a good bad to each 
Did you did you guys talk about who had the most text messages notifications when you got back in the service? Was anybody's phone just like nobody wanted to throw it on the floor? Yeah, nobody wanted to look because we got off the water and heard about everything that happened in the news as soon as oh yeah oh snap I didn't even think about that you guys were like all of that found out about the Capitol being stormed the president being impeached yeah we got a stimulus check that was fun coming into town with a stimulus check it was very very overwhelming day i think yeah molly speaking it was extremely overwhelming and it was funny the only people i would text was like in between the vehicles going back to staff i didn't want to talk to to anybody outside world yeah Yeah, that's crazy i didn't think about that you guys did miss out on the perfect opportunity to like not do anything at work while like the capital was being stormed i was just like yeah i can't like do anything right now they're they're, like running up the steps so um but that's crazy i didn't even think about that that goes back to like i don't know if you guys heard the story of like the covid the covid people like they got on there and they got off and like covid was all over the whole i was on the rio grande when it broke out like came off the river and they're like oh yeah the park's closing today and uh y'all need to get out of here (laughs) yes so i've now gone through two uh my last canyon trip was actually almost the exact same dates as this one uh we put in last year on december 30th and and it was a 28 day trip so a little longer but like about the same time uh notable things that happened at the time coronavirus started and Kobe Bryant died the day we got off the canyon. Oh, man. Uh, so there was like, there was something else in there, but I remember being the, new, the news being really overwhelming last year and being like, oh, well, at least that can't happen this year, you know? And then it was like, oh, by the way, like capital insurrection, NBD, it's figured out now. You know, like it was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool coming back after like a week after that all happened and like things had minorly settled down, I guess. And, and I don't know. We missed the the canyon was great because you didn't think about anything. You didn't think about work. Sorry, mom and dad didn't miss y'all. Didn't think about you. You only thought about your immediate environment and the people you were with, and that was like the best stress-free moment. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's true because you remember we got that Instax or not not Instax in uh, in reach text message. Uh, that kind of it just it was three sentences no context it came from another group and it was basically like democrats won the senate the capitol has been stormed and congress is in hiding all right bye and like that was all we knew so there there was definitely like a day where we had some idea that something was happening but all of us were like well but it was also about it here and it was also at tequila beach so nobody really cared we were just kind of like yeah we'll deal with it later (laughs) yeah I, yeah, I think that that was maybe for me the most life changing thing about that trip was just the like the most present I've probably been in my entire life. There was zero distraction. Your only goal for the day was like waking up and having fun on the river. It's like you're having fun, but you also are like, I have to get these things done if yeah. I want to like enjoy this and survive this trip. Yeah. And so you, you find a new routine and like, it's so amazing how quickly you adapt to that, like completely new life. And you're just so present. With the sun. Yeah. For sure. Did y'all get those good uh, Arizona sunsets? Did y'all get to see any of them? Or was it like, you just have this like one little crack of sky and you're like, Tanner, Tanner's camp had a beautiful sunset. Tanner was one of my favorites. 
I don't know where Emma was. Else, people went different ways, but I was with Chloe and Cheyenne, and it was. Was that the one where I pulled guns on y'all? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> that that camp had the biggest Tanner camp had the biggest like sky view of any camp, and I saw the longest shooting star of my entire life there. It was amazing. Yeah. That's definitely the really cool part, like Arizona, just in general, like not in Phoenix, but like once you get outside Phoenix, like you can see a lot. Like Arizona is like a wide open, everything's so spread out. And especially in the Grand Canyon, there's like page and then it's like it. Uh, otherwise it's just, there's no light noise. So I can't imagine how amazing that would be to be down in a rather cold Canyon, but to get to see like that night sky and everything, that'd be so cool. Very yeah, cool. the moon was full like two days in to our trip. So it was amazing. Like you could see it rising over the Canyon and it was so bright, you didn't need headlamps. Um, and then because it was so soon into our trip, we got to see like the new moon and how dark the sky was during that as well. So it was just like completely unbelievable. Yeah. Well, uh, any final uh, parting words? I know uh, we were supposed to have one more Ellie on, but she had to play the, play the game. hard, the making that money. Yeah, but um, are there any other kind of uh, Plugs, anything y'all want to say? SK, do you have anything? Kind of final words? Uh, y'all check out Ellie's art at Ellie Swan, S-W-A-N-N.com. She, uh, she does some cool stuff. And Emma and I, after this trip, we're actually inspired to, uh, we're signing up to be on Subaru's Leave No Trace travel team. So hopefully they might take us i don't know we have to make <laughs> but, a video introducing ourselves yeah <laughs> we just want to be outside more and get on the river more and this is maybe your day job <laughs> yeah so uh subaru if you're listening to this please give me a job <laughs> and uh subaru if you're listening to this we uh would be happy to do ads um if they're just like <laughs> us so thanks love that forester okay love it yeah um <laughs> All right, now uh, Cheyenne, yeah. any final parting words, messages to? Uh... Um, yeah, uh, I guess I, I guess I don't really have anything to plug, but uh, I guess you know one big takeaway that I'd love to tell everyone is just always be totally open to new people. You never know who you're going to meet, where you're going to meet them. So just fall in love with the people around you and live your best life. And uh, I am actually going back to school. So if any of your listeners feel like independently supporting a raft guide to go through school, my Venmo is it's fly to be shy. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, where are you going back to school? Weren't you FSU? Yeah, I do. I have a degree in biology from FSU, but um, I'm actually going back to get my BSN. Cool. Uh, through Florida State? Uh, no, through uh, Kaiser University. Oh, okay. uh, University of Florida. <laughs> Got to get you later, okay? No, Crawford, you will never, you will never make me wear orange. You just can't do it. Oh, beautiful. Um, okay, well, perfect. Well, good luck with school. That's awesome. Hopefully you can do that and be a nurse and then you'll probably be given vaccinations for a while. Um, <laughs> Chloe, any final parting words, messages to your fans? Um, well, if it's a winter trip, just be prepared to wake up at 6.30 in the morning and really need to poop and have to poop in an ammo can at like 30, <laughs> like 28 degrees. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and you're like, this sucks. You have a line waiting for you and they're going to be like, oh, God, you took so long. And it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why you go for the 5.30 time slot. <laughs> um, and then Emma, uh, final, final thoughts. Yeah, I, uh, I will uh, repeat Cheyenne's sentiment about being open to new people. That was probably my favorite part of this whole trip. I didn't know eight of the, or seven of the people on the trip. So that was pretty amazing. Um, I feel like I just made seven new best friends and um, you yeah. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, yeah, be enjoy being so present and your life being so simple for that amount of time. If you ever get to go, it was really wonderful. It's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like it was an incredible trip. I'm really jealous. I'm definitely, I was killing myself when SK texted me originally and was just like, can you go? And it's like, I don't have enough money to like pay my rent right now. So like, I can't even consider doing this. You don't need rent in the Canyon. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. Rent. I got a job. It's like every day I think about like, man, I remember when I used to like talk so much shit on people that had jobs. It's like, why don't you just be a raft guide, come out and enjoy the water and do the stuff. And now I'm that, I'm that cheap. Um, uh, and real quick i want y'all so sk instagram uh do you, what's your what are y'all's handles so people can <laughs> follow you on instagram and kind of check out some of the pictures and everything that are going on all right uh at skelly mcginnis s-k-e-l-l-y-m-c-g-i-n-n-i-s super uh creative super good um <laughs> cheyenne what is um do I have a tag for you I, I forgot about Soup Kid. Hold on, let me process that. <laughs> kid never leaves the stoop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Be a raft guide, folks, okay? You'll meet some amazing people, friends for life. Um, yeah, no, my uh, Instagram handle, same as my Venmo, just repeating that. <laughs> it's, it's fly to be shy, uh, classic 90s reference. Uh, shy, C-H-E-Y. Okay, it's fly to be shy. Now, Chloe um it's you know incredibly complicated it's just chloe underscore underscore Pepsi. um <laughs> you're not gonna find anything on my facebook so i'm not even gonna put that down i think you need so. to change it to dj clovid dj <laughs> yeah okay so everyone be on the lookout if you don't find it under that tag it's dj clovid now <laughs> and then oh. uh, you know, where can they uh where can they find you on instagram i am ej engelman E-N-G-E-L-M-A-N. Fantastic. Well, um, we appreciate y'all on. Thank you so much. Um, as the season kind of pushes on, as, as y'all start going to some other rivers, um, the, hold on, is it the Elkhorn? Yeah. Okay, so Elkhorn trips, if we've got Hiawassee, I mean, I know y'all are all the, Mississippi, if you want to go paddle down the Mississippi and let us know, SK, we'll do a trip report. How flat was it? Um, but yeah, if y'all are doing, if y'all have anything kind of going on, um, we're always kind of doing some trip reports and everything, but, uh, we really appreciate y'all having on or having y'all on. And, um, other than that, thank you. We love you. Goodbye. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. you guys coming on. Yeah. It's good to see everybody again. It is. I yeah. miss all of you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh, also shoot us some pictures um, if y'all can. I know you, uh, Emma. You said that there was a, a Google Drive. You don't have to give us access to the Google Drive, but it's just a couple pictures or whatever. <laughs> oh, you can yeah. have it. Because I'd like to find it. it yeah. but you can have Hold it. on. If they get access to the Google Drive, can I? Because somehow I don't I'm have not it. No. <laughs> what? No. You should have texted me. me. Let Dylan, but not Cheyenne. <laughs> Damn it. Sounds good. 
Yes. <laughs> you have to have my sloppy Instagram seconds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just download all my pictures from SK's Instagram, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, paddle on. Tip your, yeah. tip, your, tip your guide. Paddle on. Yeah. Tip yeah. Oh my God. And the final parting note, Dylan, let's edit this straight back in. Please tip your guide. They leave them a love note, a hate note, or a pre-printed federal, federal reserve. No, note. We don't play that game anymore. Tip your guide. Pay them. <laughs> okay. Just because you'll have some spiel on a bus. that's like, Ooh, cow tipping isn't the only illegal tipping or whatever it is. Just give your guide some money. They, they really don't work for much of anything and they're out there to make sure you stay safe on the river. So um, thank you for listening and stay safe on the river. Bye. Uh, bye. Bye. bye.